This episode of Life in Jiu-Jitsu is brought to you by Sacramento Counseling and Sports Psychology. Dr. Ethan Bregman works to help individuals, athletes, coaches, and their supporters be the best they can be in both sport and life. Dr. Bregman helps athletes of all levels improve focus, manage emotions, balance commitments, and return to sport from injury. He also offers mental skills for athlete seminars to assist teams in learning to incorporate mental skills into their practice. If you're ready to take your game to the next level, give him a call at 916-880-8079 for a consultation. Again, that's 916-880-8079. Don't forget to tell him, Gibran sent you. This podcast is also brought to you by ESAC BJJ, Sacramento's newest academy where we believe in jiu-jitsu for everybody, which means that we foster a positive and inclusive environment where all are welcome to come and develop the art. Come join the class, make new friends, and learn valuable skills you can take on or off the mat. More information at esacbjj.com. I'll see you there. What's up, guys? We're back after a little bit of a layoff. I think my last episode was like a month ago almost, you know, since before my vacation. I'm here with the uh, the godfather of jiu-jitsu <laughs> in South Sacramento, Terry Maxwell. What's up, brother? What's up? Pleasure to be here. Yeah, man. Thanks so much for coming on, man. Um, I've always been really, I've always been really interested in talking to you. Um, in a lot of ways, because I'm such a fan of Davin. Uh, <laughs> you know, and he comes yeah. in and he teaches. Sometimes I'm just like, oh my god. And then I was like, oh, he learned from his dad. I was yeah. like, oh my goodness, man. Yeah. This stuff goes deep. Yeah. This stuff goes deep. Both my boys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can you tell me? Can you just? Can, I mean, let's just start from the beginning a little bit. How'd you get into? How'd you get into grappling? And how long ago did you get into uh, grappling? It was about, caught my attention about 1992, 92, okay. so before the first UFC. Not a lot uh, of people doing it back yeah, then, Yeah, right? no, nobody was really. The uh, only thing you could find was judo, but there was no concept of even jiu-jitsu. No one knew what it was. But a friend of mine, Tony Cole, who's a black belt, another survivor he made it to black belt <laughs> but he brought me some videotapes under, under casio under or? casio he okay. he's owns and operates uh empire jiu-jitsu in uh yuba city cool, cool. But he uh brought me some videos that brought it to my attention i was just just footage of fights and i was so intrigued i was like what the hell is this man i gotta learn i i just Right away, I was obsessed with learning it right there on the spot. Yeah. So I, I sought and looked, and there's just nothing. So, so okay. So don't, uh, you know, if you don't want to answer this, how old were you in '92? Uh, I had to be like what, twenty? Is that me? That's me. Oh, don't Turn worry about it, brother. My bad. All good. All good. Turn this off. Yeah. Um, I had to be like twenty. Six, maybe twenty three, something yeah, like that. No, no, I was already older. Okay, yeah, yeah. It, it uh, when, by the time it caught my attention, I was in my mid to late twenties. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Did you sort of like? So, did you grow up getting into scuffles or like what? What like there was? Because uh, some people just kind of naturally shy away from the fight, right? I was obsessed with fighting. You were yeah. just interested in it. Interested, like super obsessed. So you grew up it, like watching boxing and stuff like watching that? Watching boxing. And I got in a lot of fights too uh, when I was young, just going out, you know, yeah. being a dumbass and sure, sure. <laughs> going out and getting in fights. But I was always intrigued with it. So so uh, anything that would give me an edge, 
I think a lot, most people back then got into jujitsu because they were into fighting. I think it's not like now the sport didn't exist. So yeah, yeah. everyone that did it wanted to prove their ability to scrap. So that's what we did back then. But yeah, I was already in my twenties and I came from a karate background. So I uh, was already, you know, had trained up to probably about 21 in karate but my father did put me in judo too okay in japan we lived in japan and he just stuck me in judo all the time no rhyme or reason he just okay stuck me in there so i did judo until i was probably about 12. was it and a super small room it was big it was on it was uh, uh yokota air force base in japan oh okay yeah. okay so you're a military guy yeah, military, military yeah okay so i was doing that but that's when the karate phase hit and everyone wanted to be a a karate master back then so is that like karate kid came yeah out? well that was way before then even that okay. was bruce lee days you know okay bruce lee uh, uh, bruce lee had just died but you know that was chuck norris the 80s. Was doing yeah chuck norris yeah yeah all these karate guys so but uh, yeah it was tony cole he brought me uh videos that and we just started training with each other just there was no nowhere to go to learn yeah. i called uh i did call uh, got wind of the Gracies, so I called Horian, got got the number and called him, and he told me, I told him, look, you know, I want to, I want to learn this. Do you guys got anyone up here in Northern Canada? I said, no, we don't have any, anyone. No one, nothing's up there. Gracies Jiu Jitsu is just right here. So he was already, you know, yeah. marketing that. I was like, man. So what would you suggest for me? He said, my friend, if I were you, I would go enroll in judo but remember this judo is like you have a knife jujitsu is like you have a gun <laughs> he told me that over the phone man so i went and signed up at judo yeah yeah sack judo well you know yeah. i mean that's a oh hey do you know craig wilson yeah yeah all right shout out one to my shout out to craig yeah yeah, one yeah. Of my students oh he's your student too yeah. that's right yeah. okay yeah, yeah yeah okay cool cool yeah. he um yeah because he's i know him as a judo guy yeah you know because he um he has this mug yeah you know uh he has this mug uh sack judo 80th anniversary yeah. and he said something really interesting to me about the development of judo um as an art in the united states he says that for whatever reason the culture of judo has kind of seen it as like they've kind of looked down upon making it like a commercialized thing that you might yeah. make a livelihood out of yeah it's always been more of like a Hey, I'm doing this for free for a community. Yeah, nonprofit. Nonprofit. It's always usually, been nonprofit. Yeah, you know, yeah. just judo in America has always been nonprofit, yeah. which is very noble. But I think you know when you really reflect on it, I think it's maybe also why you don't see judo on every corner the way yeah. that you see karate on every yeah. corner. It's kind of like, okay, what's the tipping point between, you know, keeping your intentions pure and noble for yeah. the art, but also like sharing it with yeah. people. Yeah. You know. And the more people that come to it that's that much more knowledge that you're just getting. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, you know it's yeah. for so, yeah i agree it's it, it stagnated and didn't grow the way it should have yeah yeah, yeah. and then like and the olympic could have and then when it turned into an olympic sport and the you know the powers that be started messing with the rules yeah and now like you know there's in judo you can't pick a leg anymore you can't grab you yeah know, you can't yeah you, can't, you know. used to be able to yeah and um i was actually at your open mat maybe yeah. like a month ago oh okay and uh there's a there's a big uh big african-american guy this big black guy yeah kind of maybe like 
45 or 15. Yeah. He's a judo guy. Yeah. I know you're talking about. Yeah. One of my students too. Yeah. yeah. Great guy. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, hey, do you want to do some stand-up? Now, the first time he said, do you want to yeah. do some stand-up? I was like, yeah, I'll do some stand-up. And so. Um, he's strong. He's strong, man. <laughs> he's strong. And so, but I started kind of, I grabbed the leg. I kind of used my whole, my yeah. whole sort of portfolio of techniques, right? And then I learned, like, oh, he's a judo guy. Yeah. And I was, so I asked him, hey, man, my understanding is you actually can't grab a leg in judo. And he's like, that's actually true. Like, now there's, that's only a recent thing. You know, yeah. I come from old school judo. I'll grab a leg, too. I don't care. If you want yeah. to grab a leg, that's cool. But uh, the new stuff, God, I don't know. Like, I, it's not even judo, if you ask me, you yeah. know? Uh, I said, okay, but prim and proper judo, you know, judo in, in yeah. quotes is no grabbing legs. He's like, yeah, for now, you know. I was like, all right, well, let's go again, and I'm not going to grab, I'm, I won't grab legs. And he's like, you sure? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll try it. And then it was just a different, it was just a different world, man. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't stay, I couldn't stay upright for more than forty seconds, yeah. you know. Uh, just how he understood, like angles like i'd have my feet crossed in times that i didn't even realize i had my feet crossed and he'd throw me over his hip you know uh, i was stepping into his like osotogari yeah. in times that i didn't even realize and he would just like bam 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 on my butt you know yeah um i'm not even really sure where i'm going with this except to just say yeah. like uh, i felt it i've been there yeah 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 well when i did the judo uh when horian told me to sign up to judo you know i did it as a kid man but um training with high level guys it didn't man i just used to get smashed didn't even i didn't even want to do the stand-up i just went for the groundwork oh really yeah from from the beginning that from was the just beginning your, that okay. was my sole purpose uh and then that's i didn't do judo very long i found out that carly gracie was coming to sacramento okay teaching in a garage in rancho cordova so uh, and I found out through my boy Tony, that guy, he comes up with all kinds of info all the time. So he he turned me on to that. Hey, I heard that Carly's coming out. So I found out where and showed up and started training there in a garage. Oh, my yeah. God. Like with yeah. the mats out and like, oh, mats, no, no, watch out. Fold out mats. You're going to hit the beam. Yeah, fold out mats. <laughs> just fold them out and put them, lay them out in the garage. And we did that for a while. Yeah. A lot of, uh, of self-defense. Do you have a student named Greg? Greg. White, White Bell? Greg, Greg, Greg. Yeah. 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 Yep. I trained in his garage a couple times. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. we were both bouncers yeah. at DeVere's. Okay. And uh, back when I yeah. was uh, back when I was at Andre's, when I first started, he was like, oh, I think I'll do it, but I'm not sure. And I think I'll start and I'm not sure. He was like thinking about starting for like five yeah. years, you know? And... Um, he was like, well, I bought these mats. This is so funny, man, how people can think about it forever and not do yeah. it. So yeah. before he even signed up for lessons, he bought mats to put in his garage. Yeah. And he's like, well, you know, my buddies and I roll around in the garage. I was like, well, you know. So I, I went over there. At the time, I was a blue belt. I was like, I went over there and kind of like showed what I what I yeah. could, you know. But we did some we did some garage wrestling, too, <laughs> you know. But I always thought that's so funny. It was like, you know, I mean, you guys were yeah. doing something different, right? You guys like were like real pioneers but now there's people doing it because they can't like yeah they can't i don't know like swallow the pill or they can't like bring themselves to sign i'm not sure what yeah, that is i you know? don't either but it, it's it's i mean you see it guys like him you they're by the mats and they yeah. don't pull the trigger they just yeah. don't jump in it's like why would you buy the mats for <laughs> yeah that's like well, me you couldn't put a wall up high enough to stop me you know i was gonna learn it i was gonna even start just going to LA. Just were to, you really? I was going to do it. Yeah, I told my wife. 
I'm going to start going down there. But then I found out Carly was up here and started going there. Yeah. So, you know, that's um, the reason I asked you about the small rooms in Japan was because whenever I look it up like old, like older school judo in Japan. Yeah. Also, Japan, Japanese real estate is much more expensive. Yeah. So like the rooms tend to be a lot smaller. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, but if you're in an Air Force base, of the Air Force base, because yeah, cause yeah. They, they had, they, yeah, it was huge. Yeah, it was yeah. a huge room. Um, I, you know, you said something that I thought was interesting was like, you know, back then, especially before the UFC, if you wanted to get into into jujitsu, it's probably because you had an interest in like in fighting in or you fighting in, in yeah. fighting, right? Yeah. In, in in real self defense. Yeah. And where it's like now, it's more like, you know. I'm not really sure who started this yeah. for us, but they've done they've done us gym owners like a, a huge service and saying like, no, it's the soft art. It's for everybody. I mean, God man, bless up, man. Most thank of my you, students thank you quit for saying that. If, if I did to them what was done to me yeah. in the beginning, man. Yeah, yeah. Man. Like the culture of it is kind of shifted. Yeah, because right? we used to do a lot of, you know, back then, with training with Casio, uh, Balituro nights where we just take off the shirts. Oh, my God. And just <laughs> slap the shit out of each other. Just, just beat on each other. Really? Get so mad. Yeah, just... It was all slaps. But, uh, <laughs> you could punch the body a little bit, but we had those days, and I couldn't imagine that now. You know, could you imagine that? Like, yeah, you got like Balituro guys. Let's go, man. They would all quit, man. Yeah, they'd be all bleeding. <laughs> yeah, well, it's so funny to be like a certain amount of. I think what's being done with with jujitsu and i think it's a good thing right to make it accessible to everybody yeah. like and ultimately maybe you can take someone who started like in their heart of hearts like in their soul they yeah are, in their soul they are a dentist yeah you know yeah. Not, not to say dentists are you know are, are cowards yeah. or anything, but you know i'm just using a metaphor right but in their soul like they're a dentist yeah they've never been hit right yeah. and know. so it's like if you kind of drop them off that cliff right away they won't come back yeah but you know you market yeah. it as a gentle art you take it easy for a little while. You kind of gradually expose them to their fears, and then you kind of see that they can get over it. And the next time you expose them to a bigger fear, and then yeah. you, you can kind of get them yeah. there eventually, right? Yeah. Uh, so I have to wonder, like, like how much of that spectrum is like, well, it's good to kind of have that oomph right away, and if you can, you know, keep the students, the students that you do keep with yeah. that oomph, yeah, those are exceptional people. That's all, you know. That's always the as an instructor keeping people. That's the tough one. You can't. You can't guess who's staying, who's going, yeah. how long. Have you had any surprises? Uh, all the time. Hey, can I ask you to bring this all in just time. a little bit closer to yourself? Just sure. a little bit. It's like three inches. Like yeah, that? yeah, that's better. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. A lot of surprises. I'm always surprised. I'm always wrong Yeah, who I think is going to stay. So I don't, I don't even try to guess anymore. I just don't. You never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never where, know. Where it's like someone comes in, like all muscled yeah. up, kind of yeah. hardcore. Or athletic. Oh, yeah, that dude would do good. And they last two weeks, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't have any thoughts on what that was? Because, like, I, I wish I knew. I wish I knew, yeah. 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 I, I, You know, I have theories. You know, if you come in, no matter how athletic you are, if you come in and and you're – fighting to survive instead of giving yourself to the art you're just a bucking whore you know you're bucking bronco you're just you're not uh, you're not absorbing the art you're just fighting the art i think that they, was those guys drown you know? that was my problem for like honestly that was my problem for like 18 months and um you know people come into your life for a reason like andre wasn't a good fit for me as an instructor uh-huh. but he did one thing 
he did one thing for me and he was like, all right, that's it. You know, Jabron, you, because I came in as a wrestler. He's like, you on your back the whole time. Everyone starts with Jabron on their back. <laughs> and and then like, I think he even pulled me aside and he's like, you know, I, I can't have you just sit up and grab a leg and single leg. I'm like, that's not what, it, yeah. that's not what it's for. You know, I yeah. need you to kind of absorb, like stop trying to fight it. Yeah. And, you know, um, I, I moved over to Ultimate Fitness. It was just a better fit for me. Um, but man, he did he did that for me because I was I was waiting to drown. Basically, yeah, you know? yeah. I think uh, uh, you're you're athletic, but these guys that come in, um, and they they, you know they they just fight it. You know, they all they're doing is fighting the art, and they're drowning. They're just, and that's a huge one. Whereas guys that come in and don't fight. I mean, we got some pretty big guys that are. You know, if they wanted to, shit, they would, they, yeah. they would, you know, they'd be dangerous, man. But they come in and they give themselves to the art. I've got a couple of big guys that, you know, if they really went all out, they would hurt someone. But yeah, so you, there's no, you, you never know. Yeah. Who's yeah. going to be that fighter? Who's going to be the, the gentle guy that wants to just learn? Yeah. I think it has to do with your mentality too. Yeah. How open bit, you are. A little bit of ego too. Yeah. Ego. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. My, yeah. my, um, my wife comes cause she wants to support me and she wants to do something together, uh-huh. but it's not her thing. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's just not her thing, you know, uh, which is okay. Like, yeah. you know, um, different, she's a stem cell scientist. She's, oh, nice. she's more, yeah, wow. she's actually, she's Damn. more valuable to society. Than yeah. that, you know? <laughs> um, but she comes in and she's like, she's always in a long sleeve rash guard and long sleeve leggings all the way down. And, on top of her gi and she's like i just don't like the germs i don't like other yeah. people you know I was like yeah. well, you know that's okay that's okay so yeah. you, can kind of, you can kind of see people who are kind of like i don't know grossed out by it or whatever she's yeah. like oh my god and then this guy was on top of me i was like well that's that's it baby that's, yeah. that's like yeah she's like did you see him on top of me he was like squeezing my head i was like yeah she's like why didn't you stop it i was yeah. like well because you know he's yeah i told yeah. him like we told him to squeeze your head earlier <laughs> <laughs> that was the move yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's you're gonna get sweat on. You're gonna get blood on. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It's yeah, it's, it's not an easy sport. That's yeah. for sure. Um, the the weeds fo- people out quick. It does. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it does, man. Hey, so the folks that you saw, I'm gonna stay on this a little bit more. I just think it's I just think it's so interesting. But the folks that you would see, like I don't know you know, like when you started versus the folks that you see now, mm-hmm. right? How is like that, like is the art mostly the same too or is like do you have to like even change the technique up to sort of like make it accessible for everybody? Like how how does that like that that, that cultural shift mm-hmm. get reflected in, in, in how you teach the art? And, you know, I mean, you're also a student then, but now you're teaching. You're teaching people that are different than how you were yeah. raised, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Now it's a sport, so it changed everything. I mean, even the way we're taught back then, it was just brutal, really brutal. And now it's, it's, it's changed in that now it's more commercial. I mean, a lot more people coming in back then we couldn't get anyone in through the doors. It was just a core group of guys that just smashed each other. We were, I mean, (laughs) when we finally got Casio out of here, I mean, he would smash us all, just destroy us. But we would just go to war with each other. And there was only about 
five, six of us that showed up all the time. Who was that group? It was Raven Seaman, me. Uh, there was a couple other guys, few guys that would just show up. Carlos Garcia. Um, who else? This the initial group was. Ah, uh, and they're, they're probably going to be pissed if they're listening, but I can't. Rem- I can't remember. There was a couple other guys. Yeah, there was only yeah. about five of them. That was like five. the first. Generation. Oh, Marcel, uh, Casio's brother, Casio, of course. Okay. Yeah, so we would just man just us yeah yeah and so when did you get your black belt i got my black belt in 2011 yeah okay so like 10 11. years yeah 10 years yeah and then you and then when you opened up team maxwell and oh nine in oh nine nine okay so like seven years after yeah. you got your black belt. yeah but did you was it always something you wanted to do or what did you uh yeah your- well i i opened a school when i was a white belt I okay. did. I opened the well. I opened the first school for Casio. Did you? Really? When I met Casio was ninety four, ninety five, and uh, we brought him out. We got him to come out, and he was only supposed to be here for two weeks. And he came in, and that was the first time I saw jujitsu like that. He was only a purple belt, but man, he was savage. He, he was a savage. Yeah, that dude. Yeah, for sure. He was tapping black belts out already. He was already he was good, really yeah. good. And uh, once I saw that, I was like, man, he can't leave. So I started doing privates with him. I was going to do privates every day until he left. And I uh, got to know him, and I convinced him. I was, he he didn't speak English, so I would tell his brother, "Hey, tell your brother if uh, if he stays, man, I'll open a school for him. Oh my god, I'll open a school. We'll do it right away. I mean, as soon as we can." And uh, he took a couple of days, but he said, yeah, he'll stay. So he wow. ended up staying six months. He was supposed to leave in two weeks, but he ended up staying six months. Okay. And then had to go out for to redo like his visa. Yeah, and then and come, come back. back. Yeah, he'd leave for a month, come back. I so had we no did idea that. this is yeah. how the school started. So I we trained in a three-car garage in Elk Grove throughout that summer. That was brutal. God. That oh was my God. the sun set right on that garage. It was so hot, man. Damn, <laughs> every day. And you're in the key. Yeah, and then I, well, I bought the mats. We went out, and back then, that's when Swain was first starting, too. So we he actually, we met him, and he sold us the mats. We loaded up a U-Haul, brought a, uh, lugged them back over here, and just matted down that three-car garage. My my boy Chuck, his his it was his garage. And we just trained in there like savages. It was so hot. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, it was so hot. It's so funny because I have, like, like like my spot right now there's other like co-owners right and it creeps up to like 74 degrees uh, sometimes i'm like oh, you know it's okay. yeah. a little sweat's okay but the one of the ladies is like well i brought i i set the thermostat down to down to 72 for you i was like okay what like you know but yeah it's so funny because like to people now it's like oh yeah i was getting hot in here i was like yeah. well you know like a certain amount of that's good for you you know it's yeah like, i tell people too you know no one seems to i mean I, you know and this isn't a big deal but we take these we take these breaks. And I was like, all right, like you know, you drink too much water in a break. Now you're yeah. now you got a brick in your stomach. You know, yeah. should be hydrated when you show up here. Like it, this is only it's only ninety minutes. 
you know, take yeah. a sip of water if you need it. I'm not yeah. discouraging you to take yeah. a sip of water, but let me tell you, you don't need it. You're going to be all right. Yeah, you know, you you're can not going to die. Yeah. yeah, you're going to make it 90 minutes yeah. without water. <laughs> that's that's my kid's class. Yeah. Well, they, uh, no water. Yeah. Oh, really? We don't got time for water. Yeah, yeah. right. It's, it's like not enough time. Why, you, you, you put 30 kids to go get water, that's a 10-minute ordeal right there. Yeah, yeah. so... Yeah, you know, yeah. No, also, no you know, water guys. I see people um, when I work downtown. When I worked at the state capitol, a lot of people like to run around the around the park there. Yeah, I see people going for a run with a bottle of water. Yeah, there, and I was like, wait, how yeah. long is your run gonna yeah. be? Yeah, really, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> is it gonna be a three day run? Because you, know, you, you can survive three That's days funny. without water. Yeah, you, like, you're gonna run. You're gonna run for an hour. Like, you know, you don't also, need water even for an hour, man. Yeah, you don't. Right. You don't, it's like yeah. it, it, like okay, you're probably running. Statistically, you're probably running under five miles. Yeah. That's, you're probably gonna do that under an hour. Yeah. You're gonna be, you know, yeah. you know, everyone here. Like, we're not telling you not to drink water, but just kind of think about what you actually yeah. need because it's just so ridiculous. Like, you know, my wife, my wife and her kids stop like every couple of minutes. I was like, well, we need, we need to. Stop. It's like you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. You know? Yeah, you're not gonna die. Yeah. Trust me, you're not gonna die. Yeah, and it's so funny to like to contrast that with you, like in the garage, like, yeah. in the summer and yeah. no air conditioning. Yeah. Oh you my know? god. Yeah, but that we by the end of summer I acquired a, the first spot, and yeah. it was in South Sacramento. Is that is that your current Freeport. spot right now? No, this was it's very close to the, that spot. Okay, it was in a warehouse by the Executive Airport right there. Oh, off that, of Freeport. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just like down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. We opened that school, and so I was a white belt, and that was my first school. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, very cool. And that's how Casio got started. That's here. how Casio got started. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah. And so, well, I mean, marketing must have been different back then too. Oh right? man, like we put, put up we a put, we put ads in the newspaper. We tried everything. People oh would come God. in, but no one would stick. Man, it, they come in more. It seemed like because they didn't. By then, UFCs were happening. The first, you know, was that a big bump? Yeah, yeah, I think so. It, but. It seemed like people still didn't believe they wanted to try, but they didn't. They want to try and it. fight yeah. it. Yeah, and yeah, to to fight it more more of that. So we'd get groups of people that would come in, but it seemed they were there more to. Hey, I can to, beat this. Yeah, see if they could beat it. Yeah, I'd walk in sometimes, and Casio's already rolling with someone. I'm like, you know, Marcel's sitting there, like, who the hell's that? He's just beating the shit out of someone. You know, I'm like. He's like, I don't know. He just came in, said he wanted to try. <laughs> said he wanted, I said, like, just gravel. He's like, yeah, yeah. So my brothers, brothers. That's hella funny. Rolling with him, I was like, oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> like, it's so funny now. So I got a, um, I got a student now who's like pretty good, and we had like a walk in, and he sent me a message. He's like, why didn't you let me roll with the walk in? And I was like, I don't want anyone kicking his ass until he signs up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because <laughs> like, yeah. you yeah. know like i mean the culture now so yeah. the culture now it's is different so soft, man. Man. it's like, different I, don't yeah. mean, I can't have you going full neon belly on him before before, it's different. before yeah. he saves his card on file you know? yeah like, yeah it's still a tough sport it's, it's still a tough, tough sport tough sport man but nowadays you you can't do uh what we did man did yeah. did you ever like um 
did that whole idea of like, hey, you used to wrestle and you want to check out jujitsu? Was that something that was kind of like, like kind of prevalent back then? Like now it's a whole deal, yeah. right? Yeah. Was that kind of like part of the marketing back in the day, or like were they just kind of seen as like like really really different? And so maybe not. I really- think they were seen really really different, and and for a long time, if you said jujitsu, everyone thought it was karate. You know, you'd get you'd get the. Uh, I got that for years, and my kids too. Davin wrestled, and a lot of his when he was a kid, the other kids knew he did jujitsu, but they always thought it was karate. They always like, oh, you, you, you know, you weren't at practice. What were you doing the karate? You know, oh my like, god, no, jujitsu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Um, you know, I, I thought that was interesting with when I had Davin on. He was like, yeah, he did jujitsu, and then he did wrestling yeah. after. Yeah. It's usually the other way around. Yeah. Right? It's usually like you wrestle and then kind of when you're older you get into the jujitsu. Yeah. But this, you know, he kind of switched it. He switched it. Did yeah. you see any like anything differently like in his like like that yeah. I just I it think that must make you game. such a much more effective wrestler to do jujitsu yeah. first, I think. He uh yeah, he well he did judo because there was no kids jujitsu and then he just started training jujitsu, but there was no kids class, so he always came to the adult class. And he was the guy that, you know, the little, he was there every day. So uh, he was the little kid when someone was tired and needed a break. Like, Devin, come here. Uh, yeah, roll with the little kid, take a break. But um, he, he, so he was pretty much just raised, he was raised on the mats pretty much. And then uh, uh, wrestling came about, I just thought he should learn it. So I just stuck him in wrestling. Yeah. And I was like, man, you should. And it changed his game. It did for sure. The wrestling made, changed his oh, jujitsu. Yeah, yeah it made him more aggressive. Yeah. Oh yeah. His his game changed a lot after. Yeah. You know, I have a um, I have a little bit of a of, I won't say a problem, but I kind of feel like wrestling could be taught more effectively. I don't know, man. I feel like the oh yeah. I feel like the culture of wrestling has taken over like the study of it. You know, where it's like when yeah. when I remember my wrestling days, it was like. You know, you grab onto the leg, and if they sprawl, you just keep driving. Yeah. You know, like no thinking about taking it. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's some thinking about taking an angle, but it's like, like just the emphasis on keep driving, keep driving. You yeah. know, when they sprawl, keep driving, keep going, don't yeah. stop. Well, okay, yeah, but there's also other ways to do things. And if we're like yeah. going to step back and think about it from a maybe from a jujitsu perspective, like, you know, I know we want to be aggressive, but um, Hey, do we have to tire ourselves out? Always yeah. going for it, you know. Yeah, it's important to have a good technical coach, even in wrestling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was man, I've gotten lucky all the way around. Bringing Casio out, someone that was so technical, you know, I had no idea, but uh, who you know who we were bringing out. I got so I got lucky with him. He was so technical, and even though he didn't speak English, he could convey and teach us, you know, the techniques. Um, and then when I stuck dabbing in wrestling, I got lucky there too. It was a real technical coach, little guy, but so technical, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah man, dude, that's the best. He had just, you know, was a, for sure like a black. He was a black belt in wrestling for sure. A little guy that if there was belts in wrestling, he, he he was he was a master. God, he had moves. Yeah, 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 that's so cool, man. You know, you think about those like high school. You think about those like high school coaches, man. They like my coach. He he just left me with so many like life lessons, you know. Yeah. And it's yeah. kind of cool to, as you know, there, there's advantages and disadvantages to doing it, to doing sports 
based with your school and with your age group, right? So, yeah. um, like when I did it in high school, I was, um, you're only around other kids. Yeah. So you don't kind of get a perspective for how you might do it in an open environment. Yeah. Whereas like my wife's kid comes to, comes to my classes and we're going takedowns and he's like a 14 year old kid, but he did a blast double through a, like a 25 year old man. And like that kind of gives you a little bit of, you know what I mean? That kind of gives you a little bit of confidence, right? Where it's like, okay, now I know like Mike Tyson, they put him in when he was like, they put Mike Tyson in when he was 15 and he was fighting grown boxers, you know, and that kind of like, so there's a benefit to having the, the closed group around a high school setting, but there's also a benefit to just having it open and be like, all right, you know, and for, for the older people too, it's like, all right, you just got beat up by a 12 year old boy. Like, you know, you want to think about this, you know? Yeah. So I think about this a lot in the sort of like in the terms of the development of sports because in like as my understanding is like in Europe they don't really have high school sports I mean they might have some teams here and there mm-hmm. but if you want to do sports you have more like a league kind of just represents a geographical area yeah. and they have some age groups in the leagues but then like the league coaches will like kind of take a look around and be like oh this kid is really talented bump him up you know yeah and so it's more of like an open environment you know yeah I thought that was like more more interesting yeah that's that is interesting so i mean yeah i you know as far as like here uh davin his brother yeah they just those guys they just didn't know anything else yeah they didn't have a choice you know they didn't have a choice as far as um they didn't want well once they started doing jujitsu they didn't want to play other sports or anything about high school other than wrestling they yeah, wrestled yeah. through high school, but they just grew up on the mats, and that's all they wanted to do. Yeah, they never yeah. they never bucked. They never uh, said they didn't want to go. They just every day they wanted to. They just went. You know, yeah, went so, with the program. I'm going. You're going. Yeah, I didn't give them a choice. Yeah, it's so funny how like a lot of other sports just seem really meaningless once you really get into like yeah. once you really get deep into the grappling. It's like I don't. Yeah. I, do not care about this. Other I don't stuff. care about yeah anything else. I don't man. watch anything. I don't watch football. I don't watch basketball. I watch I, UFC and yeah. jujitsu. That's it. I joined a um, I joined a fantasy league, a fantasy football league, with my uh, with my friends. I just wanted to do something with them, and I was like, I don't know who any of these fucking people. Are. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I, like, I couldn't know, do it. I don't know who anyone. Any of these people are man. Like, who, who are these guys? Yeah. You know? And, um, you know, it just seemed like they'd be like, I was in this like group message and they'd be like, just going back and forth with each other. It's like, yeah. like, I don't like, they're into it. Dude. They're so into it. You <laughs> know? Actually, fantasy football is a weird thing. Like fantasy football and like, even like these team sports are weird to me because it kind of seems a little bit like slavery, yeah. like old school slavery. It's like, you have like all these team owners, like yeah. buying and selling people basically. Yeah. And like, you know, my understanding of it is like, hey, we're like the Washington Redskins or whatever. And we just traded you to Colorado. Yeah. You got to pick up your shit and move to Colorado. You're going to Colorado yeah. now. It's like, yeah. wait, wait, what? What? I'm going yeah. to, you guys just made that decision for me? I'm going to Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to Colorado. <laughs> of course, there's millions of dollars attached to it. Yeah. It's an oversimplification, but my goodness, man. Like, yeah. And then like people would be like, oh my God, my, you know, my, yeah. my player got a, got a sprained knee. Yeah. He can't play. It's like. Yeah. Like, oh my god my my slave can't yeah, work anymore <laughs> it's, it's crazy it's crazy right? i don't understand it, it it's yeah. crazy it's like yeah. you're like own people it's like yeah. really weird you know 
And that's a weird thing about fighting. So the, I always thought, thought this too. Like this is a weird thing about team sports versus like the fight game, right? So if Tom Brady like slips on a banana peel and yeah. hits the back of his head, yeah, the Patriots as a team still put someone in the quarterback position. They still play the they game. They still play. But if if Connor gets hurt in the back, that's it. That's it. Everyone go home. Yep. Go home. That's it. And it happens all the time now nowadays, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Guys are always getting hurt right before the fight. Yeah. You yeah. ever coach any MMA fighters or kind of have MMA fighters come through your doors <sighs> and be like, ah, teach me to, to, to fight or I would love it, man, but what do you do uh, with not that? really. I no. mean, I don't I don't really get too much of it. I I did in the past. I had a couple guys that fought. Back when it was more raw. Yeah, but right now, yeah, I don't have anyone. I can barely get these guys, you know, adults, to compete, man. Mike, I got a fierce kids program and and kids team. Oh yeah, my God, I got monsters. God, man, it's amazing. Yeah, but um, as far as the adults, man, I only got a couple that compete, and uh, I, it's like I got a, I don't know, I don't know. Can I give them a shot in the arm uh, or something? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you you said something interesting to me. Um, it's like, hey, Davin didn't have a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what was your, so kind of, well, how'd you like, I think you made the right decision because I'm really glad to have him on the mat as developed as he is now, he, but how did you sort of arrive to that sort of like parenting style? Like, all right, like how did you, uh, well, maybe something you didn't really think about too much. I just didn't thought, even, I think I didn't put thought into it. I just yeah. like, it, you know, and he wanted to learn and he wanted to be there. So, so there was, I never got any, um, Maybe because he just knew that it, it, it would have been hopeless anyway if he would have <laughs> bucked. But uh, I just took him to class. You know, I was just took him. Yeah. And he wanted to go. Is your wife role too? It, 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 uh, it's funny. Get, no, she don't. But she's a seri- uh, big fan. I yeah. mean, she likes going to all the competitions yeah. still to this day. Uh, she's the camera person. Uh, holds the camera screams and yells i'm always on her about that Quit yelling. i'm trying to do stuff with these videos like i'm trying to edit and yeah can't hear you can't have your voice on there can't be screaming <laughs> like that she cusses like oh shit like, you know, was, show this to their parents yeah <laughs> like, you can't be can't talk man but she still does to this day <laughs> still screams on her. i can't get her to be quiet i sometimes i have to edit her out i'll take uh i'll take video from some random tournament and edit that in just to edit her voice out that's so it'll be a it'll be a match some random match background edited into the mat you know my student fighting yeah but it looks okay it looks okay yeah yeah Yeah, i could tell i don't know if anyone else can yeah you know i've done some tricks like that editing. i think it's probably all right yeah So you guys got like a lot of jujitsu going on in the house then, right? It's like Davin's black belt, your yeah. black belt, your wife is the camera person. Yeah, yeah. Um, how do you kind of stave off like burnout? How do you kind of keep that? Oh, man, this art, I think it's impossible. I'm still obsessed with it. I think, really? uh, yeah, I still study every single day, every night. I watch videos and study, study, study. And it, that passion hasn't gone away. It's, I don't think it ever will. You ever take any big breaks? Uh, dude, it, it, it's stuff that's out of my control. You know? Yeah, 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 sure, sure, yeah, sure. I have, yeah. I have. Uh, like injuries not, or stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. Not, 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 not because, yeah, not, you, like I said, you couldn't put a wall up that would keep me from 
doing this you know i would i would i've never i've never stopped because i needed a break that's uh, so cool man yeah. yeah so i took a break not yet and by break i mean i was doing it like six times a week yeah. and maybe the last year i cut it down to three times a week and i've been lifting three times a week yeah just to kind of balance it out and the reason that happened for me was like i just kind of felt like i was getting like injured a lot yeah and so if i like kind of put a little bit more muscle on me you know trying um fuck if i looked like you man um (laughs) then maybe i could like reinforce my joints a little bit so i kind of i didn't take a i didn't take a break yeah i've never taken like a break break yeah yeah. but i kind of cut it down just a little bit i'm still doing i'm still studying i'm still drilling and i still roll hard three times like roll hard hard three times a week you know uh dustin akbari and i my coach my sensei um i I, oh my god man he's amazing um love that guy (laughs) yeah yeah he um you know he he and i he and i rolled for 20 minutes yesterday he just pulled me aside he's like hey jabron you want to go somewhere else he goes hard too he goes hard man i was like i was like oh man i know i've been rolling i know i've been rolling hard but i'm also kind of you know been weightlifting a little bit like i hope i'm up for this you know because you don't you want to you want How old to, are you? Uh, 31. 31. Yeah, it's like you want to roll well with your sensei, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, all right, yes, coach. <laughs> you know, here we go. And we, you know, we went for 20 minutes, right? And he just like, man, I'm just trying to keep up with his pace. And I'm just trying yeah. to like keep up with him. But it's like, all right, okay, I can do it. You know, like I was afraid, man. I was afraid. I knew he, yeah. you know, he does that. He'll be like, all right, let's just roll. And, you know, when he, a lot of times when he picks you to roll and he wants to work with you, it's like a little bit of a mental game too. It's like, you know, we're not going to yeah. put eight minutes on the clock. We're not going to put 10 minutes on the clock. We're going to, we're just going to go, you know, yeah. like, are you ready to just go? And I, uh, I just, I'm so honored that I was like, I just feel, I surprised myself that I, that I was able to go, you know yeah. what I mean? Like at that, at that pace, but man, it, it's tough, man. It's tough because I've wanted to take breaks. I have that passion. I, I, I'd like to think that I have the same passion as I always do, but I've, I've come to times where I'm just like, oh my God, like. I've got this job thing going. I've yeah. got this marriage thing going. Yeah. You know, I've got yeah. this like friends thing going. I want to go camping. You know, yeah. I, I, want, I just got back from this trip. Uh, it'd be so much easier just not to train. You yeah. Know? But but then what happens is like, well, okay, what happens? Okay, you get home from your job at five thirty. Yeah. You know, you usually go right to jujitsu, right, and that'll keep you busy mm-hmm. till about eight. Okay, so what do you are you what are you gonna do? Yeah. That's so productive between exactly. five thirty and eight. Exactly, you're gonna crack open a beer. You know, like, you, you don't. Yeah, you you're gonna miss it. I mean, uh, if like if my back goes out and I can't go in, man, my day feels just so incomplete, man. It's just, <laughs> just uh, feels like a huge hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it, it's for me. It's just it's just I can't quit. Yeah. just can't quit can't quit watching it i can't quit studying and still learning after 20 what 25 years yeah still yeah. learning still did you have any sort of like moves that kind of like marked big progressions for you uh you know i remember uh, just i remember just how much the sport has changed and how much jujitsu has changed. But I remember key things when they came in, you know, I mean, I remember even when deep half guard, when everyone was, when that was the new thing and everyone was playing that game. And then I remember just, 
everyone just drilling it and just start seeing in competition. DPAF. Uh, and then when X Guard came in too, everyone started, you know, playing that. I, I meant more like for you, is there like any moves that like when you, like maybe you knew them, but when they clicked for you, they changed your game in big ways? Yeah, I would say so. Uh, moves like, well, I mean, progression. I would say when I first started playing Lasso Guard back in the, you know, about 97, just playing Lasso, Lasso. And that made a huge difference in my game. I, opened just became, up like I became things. a lasso dog, uh, uh, guard player. And then uh, when that deep half movement came in, I started playing that all the time. And that improved my deep game, getting underneath people. Yeah. And be able to off balance them. Like elevate them. Yeah. So that was huge. You know, once I learned that, how to get in there and penetrate deep and just always off balancing them, that was huge. Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah, yeah, for me, it was like, I almost feel like for me, there, like my my evolution in jujitsu is almost like, I can almost describe my sort of uh, progress in the art as like kind of like four or five different kind of things that clicked. So yeah. like when I was a white belt and the first thing that clicked that like had major improvements to my game and by what, I guess what I mean is like, like if you're, like maybe you live in a mansion, right? Like jujitsu mm -hmm. is like this mansion, right? But when you first walk in, it's a one bedroom apartment, right? Yep. And then you kind of get a key to like, you get a key to a door and like all these new rooms yeah. are in there, right? Yeah, like all up, these new yeah. rooms are, you know? And like for me, like that first key, Yeah. for me, that first key was, um, you know, learning to play just open guard, not even a move, yeah. just kind of learning to keep my guard open a little bit and and then kind of reestablish guard if someone kind of got off to my side just kind of keeping my elbows into my hips yeah. learning to stiff arm yeah. but like but like you know everyone kind of knows how to do it as a theory but like really understanding it yeah. right and i was like okay wait i think i can actually okay like i would still get passive of course but it's like okay i think i can actually like let my legs open and like now be ready to like throw things up yeah you know and then and then kind of like all my whole submission game came after that right yeah and then yeah. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. I mean, you asked me like what techniques, but uh, there was a lot of little things like what you're just saying, learning to chamber and keep people out of your armpits and keep people off your head, head control. All that too was huge. Once I realized, oh shit, you know, you guys are smashing through my guard. I'm like, well, if I just start blocking them from grabbing my head, yeah. then that's huge. So that jumped my game too when I really got really uh, aware of not letting people get head control and i would fight hard and that'd be the whole fight and uh, they're not getting head control and keeping them off my collar that was huge yeah. i would say and, and then further back probably as about blue belt you start learning to keep people out of your armpits you know like yeah don't let people get the underhooks always fight the underhook so the fight becomes the fight for the underhook the, yeah for the underhook so yeah. that was huge you know little things yeah you're right you know yeah. door opened up and and it's like all this stuff like, like oh, behind shoot, it, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, right. and like another one for me, a really big one for me was when I and you know who Patrick Spate, man. If you're still out there, brother, you know Pat Spate. He was a he was my coach at the um, at the arena. The, the arena is a, it's an MMA school. You know who uh, Barrett Yoshida runs? Oh, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. yeah. It's um, in San Diego. Yeah, in San, San Diego. Diego. Yeah, yeah, I went down to work for in San oh, Diego nice, for a nice. year, and it's um, at the time it was Pat Spate. And uh, it's owned, uh, at least in part, where the gym manager is Mike Liera. 
who's like Liera Jr.'s mm-hmm. father, you know? Okay. And so it's like, actually, it's okay. um, Solo Hibero. Solo is like here. Uh-huh. And the arena is like just two doors. Really? Down. Yeah. So like the landlords yeah. didn't do a good job because they typically don't do that, right? Wow. Like, if yeah, there's a yeah. Star- if there's a Starbucks, yeah, they're another, not going to let a coffee. Yeah, co- spot. yeah. Just so, jump in. Wow. Actually, you know, um, now that I think about it, like that's probably like I'm sure Solo wasn't yeah. too pleased with that, but whatever. Solo still yeah, got his guys. Everyone's doing good. But um, Pat Spate uh, really that year I did a lot of no gi, and I think for me it actually helped to get out of the gi for a year because there was like. Just so much going on mentally with the gi yeah. that I kind of like didn't understand the anatomy, like the anatomic principles, you know. And so, yeah. like, I spent most of that year doing no gi, and uh, oh my goodness, it just helped me so much yeah. just to learn kind of the positions a little bit more, yeah. you know. And then I got in the gi, and I kind of, you know, everyone's progressing this different. Though, yeah, but. I took the gi off too for couple years at one point yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just to kind of like learn like okay this bone goes here this bone is over here yeah. like just kind of like learn the positions mm-hmm. a little bit better you know um because some i feel like some of that can get lost in the grips because yeah. the grips are so powerful yeah so he taught us this kind of like he taught us this thing about like side control and he was like you know in side control like you know the person on top is just considered to be doing better because they're on top but yeah. really you're both perpendicular yeah like yeah. You're, you're a t and he's a t yeah right? And so, and he was like, so watch this. And so he put it in, he was on top and he put up an arm bar from top side control. And he's like, but now watch this. And he went to bottom side control and he's like, I can actually get the arm bar down here too. And he's like, oh, I was like, oh my goodness. Like for the most part, a lot of what can be done on top on side control can be done on the bottom. And like when, like when that key opened up, like this huge, like all these doors behind that key opened up, you know? And I was like, oh my God. And like, it just totally took my game to another level once i really realized yeah. that you know love it i you know i, I do man it, it, it's the most amazing martial art yeah that that exists yeah because of uh well i mean all the way around not only learning the technique but you're learning about yourself too yeah it teaches you who you are yeah what i love about it is like it's always getting refined, right? So you're not like, like, you know, in some of these martial arts, they're almost like Latin, like Latin's a dead language because no one's talking talking in yeah. Latin anymore, so it never gets refined. Yeah. So it's a lot of these martial arts, you're just kind of punching into the air. Yeah. yeah. Not jujitsu. Not jujitsu. So we're going to see what works yeah. here, guys. We're going to see what works. And we're going to see if you got what it takes to keep coming back. (laughs) 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 You're going to keep coming back. That grind ain't never going to change. It's always going to be a grind, man. You got what it takes. But the guys that do, it's special. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, on on another note, uh, congratulations. I just saw you posted um, a picture in front of a nice big house. Like, yeah, it beautiful, man. Moved. Congratulations, yeah, just man. moved. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. You're up in Natomas? I'm in Natomas. You, you bought yeah. the house? Yeah, I bought the house. Good for yeah. you, man. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, well, we were. I wasn't too far from here, right up the street. And yeah. uh, we... Decided to get out of this neighborhood. Yeah, we sold the house. <laughs> yeah, we sold the house and we, we just... Took the money and dumped into a new house out yeah. there. Are you happy with it? I'm happy. Pleased? Yeah, yeah. It, it's we're still man. You're still Jenny from the block. My yeah. house. I mean, it, we're st- everything's in boxes still. It, oh, it, we really? haven't even unpacked. Yeah, I mean, some stuff, man. But yeah, just the basics. But yeah, everything's still in boxes. I opened the garage, and I just looked at it, 
look at the boxes and I just shut that door and walk back in. Like it's daunting, man. Yeah. Like, God. You know what? That's not, you know, that's, that's maybe not the worst idea because I can tell you when I moved in here, I set everything up one way and I, the furniture is finally how I like it. <laughs> it's four years later. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it takes a little while to kind of figure out where you want everything. Yeah. Like, do, do I want this picture on that wall? Do I want yeah. the, where do I want the TV? I don't know. Little yeah. things like that, you know? We're going to have a, uh, today we're going to have a barbecue over there and watch the fights. Oh, yeah? And I put the TV, We I got like a, I guess, an outside kitchen. Um, like a little like a cabana like a yeah a couple uh, patio yeah. type of deal or and i put the tv up so today so hey. today we're gonna have the tv at the bar outside. nice there you it's go nice there you go. <laughs> what do you um what are you thinking about these fights uh have you go on record just a few hours before um I got to go for the hometown kid well, Cody. both of them yeah <laughs> that's both, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell you, yep. that's both of them yeah yeah well yeah i'm gonna go with cody yeah yeah going with cody yeah you um you know i i, I don't have it in my heart to root to root against either one of these yeah. guys i like them both um and i i have real mixed feelings about this because i feel like if you have to pick i feel like this is really like a high level boxer versus a high level yeah. boxer yeah. right yeah. And if you have to pick one for self-defense and if you have to pick one as being most fundamental for MMA, I feel like boxing is most fundamental, you know? Yeah. And then also boxing, you know, you have you have a greater chance of knocking your opponent out, like yeah. you like are have a greater chance of yeah. avoiding injuries, you know, a lot of times you know, you throw up those kicks wrong, you can really hurt your toe or your foot yeah. and then like that's that's bad for the rest of the fight. Um Cody seems I mean, he doesn't seem he has like the off button in both of his hands, yeah. man. He's yeah, got he the does. off button in oh, both of his hands. You know, does. that's so scary. No what he does really well, and you know who he reminds me of is Vitor. Yeah. You know how like Vitor would just kind of march towards yeah. you real quick, like bam, 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 yeah. bam, bam. You know? Yeah. Uh, he's got that like that marching stuff. You know, his yeah. Cody's footwork is a little bit better than Vitor's because yeah. Vitor would Vitor would just kind of plod towards yeah. you. But what they both do really well is they identify that you're backing up. And they they charge they, in they that can direction, machine gun it, yeah. and they can just machine gun it really quick. Yeah. And it's scary to see. It's scary yeah. to see Cody rifle those off. And Cody, I would say, God, he's got incredible head movement, man. When he uses it, yeah, he oh does. Oh my God, yeah. you think that head, special? You think that head movement's kind of kind of dangerous in MMA though? Because I can't, you know, you I know, think, you, you start you start bringing that lollipop kind of yeah, down, down I, side I, to I, side, yeah. Like I, then you kind of kick, yeah. You kind of catch an upward kick i think it can be but i think if the way he uses it he's pretty smart he's wise he's smart he's wise yeah he's smart with it uh if he sticks to that i think that's why he got caught man i think he got just the whole he got hype, he got caught with that whole thing the right whole there. the whole yeah. hype you know took him out of his game he yeah. and then when he hurt tj last time i think he got a little off his own game there yeah a little too confident and really aggressive yeah you know he does a really good job of building off of his confidence too yeah. like you could see him kind of like land a few punches on dominic yeah and then land a few more yeah. then really start sitting down and yeah then, and then and then really starting to like open up on dominic right you can later kinda, yeah. later yeah but you could really see him kind of like yeah building off of his confidence and yeah man i mean tj tj knew that yeah you know tj knew that yeah. i i will say you know, and I would hope that I'd be able to say this without anyone in my gym getting mad at me. I think TJ has more tools striking wise. Yeah. I think TJ is more of like a, he's like an eight 
he's like an eight limb fighter, right? Like both fists, both elbows, both knees, yeah. both legs, you know, where like TJ's got like, he's got all those points in those two hands, man, you know, but like, I feel like TJ's a little bit more dynamic just in terms of like what he can hit you with, you know, yeah. he's yeah. going to hit You're you right. with a kick. He's going to yeah. hit you with, with a switch stance yeah. elbow. He's going to hit you with all these different things. Right. Um, where like Cody can't necessarily do yeah. that, but I don't know, man. It's so exciting, man. So like, I, yeah, if I had to, if I had to pick, I'd probably pick Cody, but I don't have it in my mm. heart to root against either one yeah. of these guys, man. Cause I remember, you know, I've been at alpha male for eight years, right? And uh-huh. I, I remember, seen it all. yeah, I've seen it all. And I've seen, um, I mean, I remember them when they were buddies, Yeah, you know, yeah. Or maybe they weren't buddies, but at least they'd, they'd post for pictures together. Yeah. But I, you know, like, uh, at pro grappling practice. I'd like be sitting out around and TJ might be sitting out around and TJ would always come up to me and be like, Hey, Jabron, how are you? You know, how you doing brother? I was like, fuck man, who the, who yeah. the fuck am I for you to remember me? Like, but TJ would always be like, like, like little kids. He's like, Hey, yeah. you know, Hey, little Timmy. How yeah. You doing? I can like, see yeah. In you know, your case, you know, I'm, yeah. You know, I have no attachments to you. Yeah. Either, yeah. <laughs> TJ is just like, TJ is just like the nicest guy like that. Yeah. We're like, we're like Cody doesn't necessarily have, he's still, he's a nice, he's a great human being, you know, but yeah. he doesn't necessarily have that same like warm that fuzziness. Same, yeah. But at the yeah. same time, at the same time, Cody never need fucking a downed opponent the yeah. way TJ did. So it's so funny how like there's like the, the layer and how people present themselves and then maybe how they really are yeah. and then what they'll do in a fight. Yeah. And, you know, like it's, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a big thing, right? Yeah. Like, there's just yeah. a lot there, right? Yeah. What about the Cejudo? I don't think he's got a shot, man. I don't, I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> Sorry, Cejudo, but yeah, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think he's gonna get it done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. you know, I'd like for him to, but I'd like for yeah, him to just to shake, just to up shake it up. Yeah. yeah, just to shake it up. You remember when, like, you remember when the three champs was like the Holy Trinity? It was like BJ Penn, GSP, and yeah. Anderson Silva. Yeah. And I was like, God, like no one's gonna beat these guys. Like there was yeah. just a time where they were all winning, and I was yeah. like, God, no one's gonna beat these guys. Like I kind of got like, uh, you know, even with John Jones, man, like right. <laughs> you know the, um, even with John Jones, man, like the best thing that could have happened to the, to the lightweight division from an excitement standpoint is like him leaving because he was just too yeah yeah too dominant. Because he man. would have yeah he would, I mean who was gonna beat him? Yeah, I don't see anyone. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he. Sh- he made an interesting <laughs> being a fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> um, Khabib and Connor. Uh, I know, uh, like my gut, my gut, my guts just churn thinking about this fight, man. I'm so excited. Ah, uh, I mean, uh, that's that's a super fight. Yeah, that's that is a, an actual super. So that's I, a super fight for all you blue belts who got a fight in your hometown in some high school locker room. That is not a super fight. <laughs> I'm, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm being a hater right now. I'm being a hater, but I feel like you know, all of you like blue and purple and brown belts. You know, you're fighting someone else from like you know just a few miles down the road. Like you know, yeah. that's not a super. Like with that, that term is being thrown around yeah. really loosely, and it's kind of it's like the way Americans use the word. Yeah. It's like the way Americans use the word friend. You know, like you you ask an American how many friends they have, they're like fifty. You know, yeah. you ask a French person how many friends they have, they're like I have three friends. <laughs> you know, like the term super fight's losing its meaning. Yeah, but uh, Connor and Khabib's a super fight. I would. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who would pick. I'll, 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 Connor. Yeah, <laughs> Connor. You know what? Me too. Yeah, me too. And you know why? Uh, Like, I hate to say it, but I just feel like it's so hard to bet against him given what he's done. You know, Um, 
just every, I mean the, and, the way he shut up Eddie Alvarez. Yeah, man, and that's his. And he was way. supposed to be the wrestler, yeah. right? Eddie was supposed to be the guy who's going to wrestle him down. That's the weight division, his weight division right there. Yeah, lightweight. That's where he shines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, um, not the same size, not the same anything, yeah. but you know, Chad Mendes was supposed to be the wrestler to yeah. shut him up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we all saw how that went. Yeah. Jose Aldo was supposed to be the striker to shut oh, him up. Man. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, you know, I know he's, I'm not a fan of his behavior. <laughs> Especially lately. <laughs> Especially lately. <laughs> I mean, that's somebody, um, I think, clearly struggling with a cocaine addiction. You know, it's like, you know, those seem, those seem like coke-induced decision-making skills right there, you know. Um, but it's so hard. Like, I just can't doubt him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I feel like the thing with it's hard to it's hard to doubt him, yeah. right? It's hard to doubt him. Yeah. And um, I feel like the thing with the thing with Nate, <sighs> the thing with Nate is like Nate is better than Connor at what Connor's good at. Yeah. So Nate's also a southpaw. Nate's also like Connor has really long arms. Yeah. And so, uh, but Nate is the better volume puncher with the long arms, and so it's like I feel like that's a particularly good matchup for Nate. Those are but great fights. Those are great fights. Great man. fights. And they got to have the third one, man. They, they say gotta... Nate's coming back, right? To fight Dustin Poirier. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm taking Nate fight. there too. That's a good fight. That's a great fight. Wow. Hope hope he's getting what paid. he wants. Yeah, paid. Yeah, yeah. they paid just wise. God knows they deserve it. Yeah, they deserve it. Shoot, man, they should. Uh, Dana White should be really. I mean, they've got probably the hugest fan base out of everyone but Connor. Yeah. I would say they they're number two. I mean, as far as worldwide draw, these guys got a huge following, man. And I don't think the UFC is exploiting it and yeah. using it to their advantage. Yeah, I mean, so it's like like Instagram followers. I think it's Connor's like twenty million or something like that, or like yeah. like a lot, you know. And then What's um, Nate? He's Nate is like there. two million. Two million. Two. Wow. Wait, wait, you know, we can we can figure this out right wow. now. Let's see this, okay? Let's see this right wow. now. But you know who's up there too is um you know who's really up there is Khabib. Oh really? Yeah. So, okay, no let's idea. let's do this right now. No, Khabib is um Really? And the thing about you know, I think one of the things too about um the, I think one of the things that the UFC looks at is like who are you bringing in? So yeah. like if we're both really popular American fighters, I can I can take either one, yeah. right? But Khabib's got 11 million people yeah. in Russia and Dagestan yeah. and a part of the world that isn't otherwise really watching yeah. MMA. So that's why he's really valuable. Okay. The Notorious MMA, 24.7 million followers. Wow. Oh, my God. Right? Let's see here. Wow. Khabib. This is good that we're doing this. Uh, Khabib's got 4.9 million. 4.9. That's not bad. Man. That's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, Nate Diaz, 2.2 million. Wow. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's, I'll tell you what. I would have thought, uh, well, like you said, yeah. thought I'm in Russia. And, yeah. Well. Yeah. But, I mean, there's not 2.2 million people yeah. consistently watching the UFC. Yeah. There's not, you know. No. No. no um, those guys are also so so nice, man. Like, I, I'd really like to see them get paid before, yeah. they, you know, like really yeah, get paid. before they retire. Yeah. Just be set for life. Well, because those guys. They deserve it. Yeah. I mean, they weren't, I mean, those guys were fighting in the five and five era, yeah. you know, like five to show, yeah. five to win, yeah. you know, and like, um, I mean, who are some of these other guys that helped pioneer the sport and didn't necessarily yeah. get paid off of it, right? Like Nate Marquardt. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He or, was a beast. He was a beast, you know? I yeah. Like he didn't, I'm not sure that he had his, his fights like in the big money era of the US. It's too bad. Yeah, it's too bad that they didn't 
get rich off of it. Yeah. Just go yeah. out into the yeah. sunset yeah. and do yeah. whatever they want. Yeah, like Nate, Nate Quarry's another one, you know, yeah. like what Nate he makes. What he yeah. what, what did he leave the sport with, right? Yeah. Um injuries. Injuries. Yeah, Jose Aldo. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, I'm sure he banked something. Yeah. He banked enough to live in Brazil, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, God, who else? You know, Vanderlei probably didn't make yeah. the most money given everything he's done. Yeah, Vanderlei too. Yeah. You know, like he you know he didn't he, make the millions. He didn't make the I'm millions. I'm sure he he did well. Yeah, but, he he can still find yeah. he can still be a personality in Japan too and do yeah. some stuff, right? But it's kind of like, all right, man, I'd love to see some of these guys, like, yeah. you know. And then I'm sure, like Chuck, probably made enough if yeah. he were to retain his earnings and be yeah. a good boy. But. Yeah, <laughs> he likes party. What's he gonna do? If he could have just if he, he could have just party. been a good boy, and yeah, you know, and stayed there, but that's hard for some people. It is, know? man, for some people. You, you can imagine yeah like connor right now you know he's got the money so he's partying partying, partying all the time yeah life's a party man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all yeah. right brother hey man we're at about an hour here so we okay. should probably wrap it up man hey all so right. uh team Ma pleasure. team maxwell bjj team Mac uh website stackbjj.com but team maxwell yeah we're uh on instagram on instagram Team Maxwell, BJJ. it'll come up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Very there's cool. a couple underscores in there. Um, yeah, so yeah, cool, everyone cool. wants to hit me up. Hit me up. Yeah, yeah. one of the one of the OGs of uh, Jiu Jitsu in Sacramento. Man, we we'll have to do this again. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you very much.